Which Way to God? Pastor Xavier Reese with the simple truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. No other mediator can bring us to God or represent us before God. Nobody. Any other system that offers a priesthood to intervene for man on God's behalf is in opposition to God and is actually pointing people away from God. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. There are 39 books in the Old Testament, but just how significant is the past for Christians of today and the future? With a look at the past, for a future hope, Pastor Xavier takes us back to the simple truths in the book of Hebrews for today's study titled, Jesus, Our High Priest. Let's listen. As you know, the entire Old Testament covenant was based on the fact that God had chosen a nation for himself that he might dwell among them. The tabernacle was to be made after the exact order that God gave to Moses because it represented things in heaven. In fact, the tabernacle was called the tabernacle of meeting to indicate the place where God would meet man through the high priest. The tabernacle was also called the tabernacle of witness, indicating the place where God spoke to man through the high priest and receiving divine revelation and direction. The high priest was a key person. He was the go-between God and man. Once a year, he would go into the Holy of Holies beyond the veil, and he would make atonement for the sins of the nation. No regular priest would ever presume upon this office. They would serve in the first, the holy place, throughout the year. Without the high priest, the nation had no access to Yahweh. He was a key. Yet now, the time had come that the entire priestly order, as well as the sacrificial Levitical system, was to become obsolete, of no value before God. This was real difficult for these Hebrews to accept right away. Yahweh would confirm this, even as he would allow the temple to be destroyed in 70 AD through Titus, the Roman general, and that would be the last time that there would be any sacrifice regarding the Jews. So what God is proclaiming through Paul here, he will affirm and put an end to it in 70 AD. And so Paul, the author, seeing their perilous state of unbelieving and the only mediator for them announces to them the remedy to acknowledge Jesus Christ as their great high priest. The author is now going to treat the subject of the high priesthood of Jesus Christ, which he will be superior to Aaron in the Old Testament. To the Jew, remember the high priest was the only one who could enter the Holy of Holies, for he alone could make reconciliation for the people. He is key. And so the author Paul now declares three reasons why the Christian is to have confidence in Jesus as their high priest. Let me read these verses, 14 through 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet 
without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The first reason is found in verse 14. Jesus is the heavenly high priest. The second reason in verse 15, Jesus is a humane priest. And then verse 16, Jesus is a helpful high priest. Three reasons. Notice he begins with Jesus being the heavenly high priest in verse 14. Jesus is the righteous high priest. That's why he's in heaven. Notice first in verse 14 there, the beginning. Jesus is our high priest. You must appropriate it. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, he is great because he is the one who provides spiritual eternal rest. We've seen this in the previous chapter. In view of uh, being superior to the prophets, to the angels, to Moses, to the first Adam, to Joshua, and he'll also be better to Aaron. He gives an eternal rest, a salvation rest. In view of the fact that the Old Testament high priest was a type of the Messiah, the great high priest to come, He's better. Look at the word great, megas. It means intensity or, or, or immensity. In fact, we use it as a euphemism. We say he has mega bucks. Same word. We mean a lot. <laughs> the context of our text is the immensity and the intensity of the rank of Jesus as high priest in contrast to all those who have preceded him. And he'll develop this as he goes along. He is above all. He is the great shepherd of all under shepherds that he calls. I am an under shepherd. He is the great shepherd. First Peter 5, 1 through 4 tells that also. He is the ultimate shepherd of the sheep. He is our great high priest because he is the one who will judge all men. He has given to all men general revelation, as you know, in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, and chapter 2, verse 15, the witness of creation and the witness of conscience. From creation and conscience, man is without excuse. That's called general revelation. You might ask history there. That's also general revelation. But he has given men and women a greater witness than general revelation. He's given special revelation, the revelation of the gospel, by which he will judge the seekers of all men's hearts, Romans 2.16 says. The gospel, the good news that God sent his son to die for the world, to be the only mediator between God and man. in a way that we don't understand, in a way that may perplex us. We don't know how, when, where God will manifest the gospel to each person, but we know by virtue of his character, sending his son, being holy, just, and good, that he will give every person who was ever born into this world an opportunity, even the guy in the jungle, before they die. If he doesn't, he cannot be God, he cannot be good, he cannot be just, and he cannot be loving. I don't know how. It's not my problem. <laughs> I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything impossible for me, told Jeremiah? No. What seems difficult to you is not difficult for God. What's a problem for you is a solution for God. The Old Testament high priest was now obsolete and ineffective. The great high priest had come, namely Jesus Christ. And so these Hebrew Christians were having a difficult time letting go. And the only thing I can give us to understand this is if you were 
deeply involved in a religious system before you became born again. Now, I came out of Catholicism, and many of us did. You know, even though you were born again, there was such an ingrained thing about it that you were kind of, at first, oh, wow, you know, am I going to leave it? It's a taboo almost. And it was heartbreaking away. They had this physical thing they can go do and be assured. Now they've got to walk by faith, trusting the high priest who they can't see. Difficult. The temple was still standing, but it wouldn't be for long. Now notice secondly, in verse 14 yet, that uh, Jesus passed through the heavens, the Son of God. Who has passed through the heavens. Jesus came from heaven, as you know, being the Son of God. He created the worlds. He told us that in chapter 1, verse 2. He became incarnate to give the clearest and the most faithful representation of the Father to man in chapter 1, verse 3. Jesus by himself purged our sins and then sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, Hebrews 1, 3. The author is saying, let us align ourselves with our heavenly calling and our heavenly high priest, Jesus. You see, Jesus returned to heaven from after accomplishing his mission to redeem the lost world. He who has passed into the heavens. Through. The word through means to penetrate, to go past all the way through, and it's in the indicative, completed, perfect tense. In other words, that it's done. It's past action having existing results now. It's done. He doesn't have to do anything else. The planned mission of securing the high priest in heaven by the redemption of lost man was accomplished. Mission accomplished. It's done. Now, notice he says Jesus is the Son of God. The Old Testament high priest, as you know, was the son of Abraham, the son of Aaron. But this great high priest is Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus is humanity. Son of God is deity. And so he has a greater and more excellent name that he's already told us about in chapter 1. The God who became man through the incarnation to reconcile the world to himself is our high priest, as he has already stated from the very beginning in chapter 1, verse 3. The priesthood opens up. The book opens up with this priesthood. The Son of God who obtained a more excellent name than the angels in Hebrews 1, 4. The Old Testament priest only went, as you know, through the veil into the Holy of Holies. Jesus went through the heavens. There's a contrast, okay? This was a copy. That's the reality. This was prophetic. That is fulfillment. Now notice thirdly, Jesus should be acknowledged then as the great high priest. Listen, in heaven. Let us hold fast our profession. This is to be their lifelong commitment as well as yours and mine. The phrase let us makes it a personal decision, not a group decision. You have to make that decision. The phrase hold fast means to hold with one's own strength with a steady continuance. When I was crossing my, the street with my children when they were small, I held to their hand. I didn't just allow them to hold of mine, and I did not let go of their hand until I got all the way across the street. I continued to hang on till we arrived. You understand? So I'm resting in the salvation and the finished work of Jesus Christ, but I am holding on to him 
continuously that he is my high priest. These Hebrew Christians had agreed in the past with God. They confessed with their own mouth that Jesus was the apostle sent from heaven and the high priest of man between God and man. And now they were attempting to go back to the temple and animal sacrifice and the Levitical priesthood. And Jesus understood their fears. He understood their thoughts, but he could not permit them. You understand? God understands all your weakness, your fears that we're going to see, and he'll be understanding and patient more than you and I would ever be, but he cannot allow them. He'll be patient with us. He'll deal with us. He'll direct and guide us, but he cannot be permissive. And so really, he has come full circle to his earlier statement about Jesus in chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ, chapter 3, verse 1. Here's full circle. He's come to it right here. Jesus exercised the office of apostle during his earthly ministry. Jesus never exercised his office of high priest in his earthly ministry. Though he offered himself as a sacrifice, he never offered any sacrifice in the temple. He offered his office of apostle. Now he's exercising his office of high priest in the heavens at the right hand of God. When he returns, he will exercise his office of king. So you have the prophet, priest, and king in the return. All three offices that he fulfills as we've seen in past messages. When Henry Norris Russell Princeton astronomer, had concluded his lecture on the Milky Way. A woman came to him and asked him, if, the, if our world is so small and so little, and the universe is so great, can we believe that God pays attention to us? Dr. Russell replied, that depends, madam, entirely on how big a God you believe in. That's the bottom line. How big is your God? Is he a God that, that, that's limited, that, you know, you have a, a statue of and has eyes and ears and hands and feet, but he can't walk? Or is he the one that's in heaven? Is your God an extension of yourself, so you put limitations on him? Or is it the one in heaven? The high priest's office is being executed today by our great high priest, Jesus Christ, to save men and women and to benefit those who are saved as their high priest. Listen to Hebrews 7, 24. But he, speaking of Jesus, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. The word unchangeable means untransferable. It passes to no one else. It is the last of the eternal high priest office, and he alone exercises it. For in Hebrews 9, 24, he says, For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, the one on earth, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us, the believer. So the proof that Jesus is the believer's great high priest is declared not only here, but throughout the New Testament. Listen to Peter. In Peter, 1 Peter 
as you know, he's talking about Jesus after his death. He descended down to the spirits in prison, those that were there in hell and in the bosom of the Father. And he, he preached to them, and he swooped them up. He said, here I am. I'm the Messiah you died in faith of. I have fulfilled everything. And in fact, Paul to the Ephesians in 4.8 Ephesians, he says they led captivity captive. He scooped them up. And then he told the Philippians in Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, that he made a public display of them, spoiling and triumphing over them, principalities and powers, because he destroyed Satan and his authority. In other words, the word to spoil means to take for oneself for advantage, literally, to disarm them. So when Jesus went down, he scooped up those who were waiting in faith, and Satan and his demons could not stop him. Literally, the word triumphant is a procession of a Roman general who comes back with a conqueror, slaves, and all the goods, and you see the procession. No one could stop him. And so this is the high priest that we have. The disciples of Jesus, as you know, heard it from his own mouth that he was the high priest, the great high priest for mankind. Very common verse that I give you, John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. There is no getting around these words. There is but one interpretation. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's no room for anyone else. None at all. In fact, Jesus said in, John, in Matthew 10, 32 and 33, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, homologo, say the same thing again, agree. Him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Our high priest is in heaven. We're on earth. And for that reason, the Apostle Paul confirmed that Jesus Christ is our great high priest. Another verse you're familiar with, 1 Timothy 2.5. For there is one God and one meter between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. No one else, no other mediator can bring us to God or represent us before God. Nobody, not Mary, not saints, not gurus, not witch doctors, not psychologists, nobody. Nobody can come between God and man as a representative except Christ Jesus. Any other system that offers a priesthood to intervene for man on God's behalf is rejected by God and is in opposition to God and is actually pointing people away from God. That's pretty heavy. And so Jesus, the heavenly high priest, then let us never waver from this confession. To the day I die, that it's him and him alone and no one else. Now notice secondly, Jesus is a humane high priest. That's the second reason. Jesus is the reliable high priest here. First he was a righteous, holy priest. Now he's a reliable priest. Notice in verse 15 first, Jesus our high priest is not like other men who cannot understand our failures. For we do not have a high priest who cannot symbolize or sympathize with our weaknesses. This is always a problem, isn't it? 
The Old Testament high priest, as you know, being a man, could sympathize with imperfections and weaknesses because he himself was a sinner. In fact, as you move on in chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, we are told that he was taken from among men, so he would identify with imperfections and weaknesses, and he can have sympathy on his fellow man. And then in verse 3 of chapter 5, he says, lest he exalt himself, he also had to offer a sin offering first, lest he would think he was better than others. But even with these precautions, not all men can sympathize in every imperfection and weakness of a man. There are some things that some people will share with you and me and will say, and we may not take the seriousness of the weakness. We may not understand. Now, the other extreme is, is to become permissive. And that's just as bad. Man's sin nature lends him to prejudice, impartialities that's his bent that is never a danger with Jesus when you go to him in your weakness he knows exactly what you're going through the efficiency of our high priest is that he can sympathize with our weaknesses and the word sympathy is made up of two words the one is suffer and the other one is with the negative is proclaimed by contrast to distinguish him from all other high priests. Jesus can suffer with us because indeed he has suffered for us. He's gone through it. He's gone through it. If you've gone through a difficult situation, whatever it may be, you fill in the blank, and you try to share with someone who hasn't gone through the same experience, though they may be sympathetic, they may not all understand completely. But you talk to someone who has gone through the same thing with you, as you, and it'll make a big difference. That's why we have the high priest. Because there's some things we can help each other in, but there's other things that only you and God have to go through alone. Because he's the only one that's going to understand you. And you've got to go to him. So Jesus, having suffered for us as a man, and suffered with us, makes him a sympathetic priest with a sympathetic nature. In other words, he is compassionate and he will have pity on his children's weaknesses. He said that already in Hebrews 2.11. You as a parent have compassion and pity and sympathize with your children. How much more God for us? He knows. We are men and women of weaknesses. We're not perfect. But we're a lot different than we used to be. We can hit the mark now. Before we missed all the time. Now we can hit the mark. Pastor Xavier Reese and the path to true victory. Victory in Christ Jesus. And you can hear this message again if you like online anytime by selecting today's date at the radio listings link at calvarychapelpasadena.com. But there's still much more to come of this message right here next time as well. But if your schedule won't permit you to tune in, you can pick up a copy of the study. And the title to ask for is Jesus, Our High Priest. We can make it available on CD for just $4. And make sure you pass on this study to someone in your church or Bible study once you're through. Once again, the title to ask for is Jesus, Our High Priest. Or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 
800-926-9107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Now I'll repeat that in just a moment, but right now, Pastor Xavier has a few words he'd like to share with you. Yes, uh, we would encourage everyone who listens to the program. I know that it's difficult at times, you're in your car, you're at work, but um, one time or another that you would be able to contact us because there's no other way that we can know if God is using these programs unless you communicate that to us. Um, we announce it, we will give you opportunity by way of phone, uh, by way of letter, by email, different things that you let us know if God is using it. So this way we are the best of stewards because if we are fishing in a place where there's no bites, then we're being bad stewards of God's money. So we would encourage you to let us know if God is truly uh, using these studies. Thank you very much. God bless you. Aaron, tell them again how they can reach us. Well, Pastor Xavier, they can write Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or reach us by email at simpletruths at ccpas.com. That's simpletruths at ccpas.com. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. What's the source for hope? Find out more when you join Pastor Xavier Reese for the next edition of Simple Truths. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com